everyone and welcome to another episode of the Casa Podcast. Today, we're going to dive right into some amazing conversation about applying to graduate education and some of the job market overlook for graduate um, graduates of these programs. And then we're also going to talk about gaming. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce you to a very special guest. Today, I have a very amazing guest in. Um, he is Dr. David Sobek. He's my advisor, my mentor, and probably one of my favorite people on the planet. He's going to help us to build winning grad school application packets. We're going to ask him so many questions about the graduate school application process and how we can stand out as candidates or applicants and secure funding for ourselves and get into grad school. David, how you doing? Good. How you doing? That's a lot to do, but we can do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot to do. It's a lot of stuff to cover. So we're going to fire the questions as fast as we can. So first of all, just give us a brief introduction. They know you. Everybody here would know you're my advisor and my mentor. But what do you say about yourself? Uh, well, I've been doing this for a long time. I got my PhD in 2003, been at LSU since 2004. Man. This is my second stint as director of graduate studies. Um, so I've probably of the, uh, I've probably been director of graduate studies on and off for about 10, 11 years at least. Wow. So yeah, you've it's been, a, lo- you, it's a, it's a, it's a, a long, long time, time to have to deal with graduate students, that's for sure. <laughs> but, but it gets easy when you have to deal with graduate students like me, right? It gets pretty easy. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yes. I can I can say that I feel good about myself, can I? <laughs> yes, you can say that. So today, I think the conversation is going to be around the people who are trying to come into grad school, trying to get into grad school. What are some of the things we need to do to stand out? For a lot of us, I would use myself as an example. When I was putting together my application, I didn't know what was important. I didn't know what to emphasize on or what to actually get into. So my first question would be, the entire packet they ask us to provide, what is that one thing we should never overlook? Having every part of the packet together, because all all of it is going to is going. So, well, first off, let's let's talk in terms of what is typically in a grad school application, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have the transcripts, Mm -hmm. you have the scores, so GRE scores, TOEFL Mm -hmm. scores, Mm -hmm. um, you have letters recommendations, and Mm -hmm. oftentimes you will have um, a writing sample, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, and mm -hmm. so. This the, the the process of evaluation is generally a holistic thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I wouldn't say there is sort of one thing that is necessarily significantly more important than the other, but it sort of depends, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so one of the first things that you're going to be looking at would be GPA and standardized test scores. Okay. Right. But it's not okay. as if, so for instance, let's just say the a university requires your verbals to be above a certain threshold, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um that doesn't necessarily mean that if it's below that threshold that you're automatically rejected, right? Okay. Um, okay. But what happens then is if you see that, then you go look at other applica- other parts of the application mm-hmm. to see if it, you mm-hmm. can account for that, right? So okay. if your okay. verbal scores are low, then you go look at the letter recommendation, letter recommendation and see if mm-hmm. they say something about, oh, you know what? They were really sick when they took that or, you know, they struggled. Oh. So you sort of try to, generally it's, it's sort of a balancing of seeing, you know, if the one part of the application is strong or weak, mm-hmm. you know, what do the other parts of the application say about that? That's interesting. So I think for most applicants, we're, we're trying to figure out which one is the best. Should I focus on my transcripts? Should I focus on my statement of purpose? So we're, we're probably being told that we should get a full packet together. We should make sure every part of our application packet is strong. And you mentioned something about the letters of recommendation. So can the letters of recommendation actually speak to why some of the grades or some of the things look the way they look? Oh, yeah. A lot of times that happens a lot. Right. So mm-hmm. but mainly it is. So some students, um, when they see when they start school, they might not be as focused. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so early in their their education, their grades are pretty low. And then mm-hmm. something clicks their junior, senior year. And then they really sort of kick it up a notch. Right. But then their okay. overall GPA and tends to be low. Yeah. And then a lot, a lot of times we'll see a professor write a letter that says, hey, you know, they were they didn't really really weren't really focused in the, the freshman sophomore years, but then they sort of came around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can speak that, you know, what, you know, what the, their grades are in the second half of their education is much more indicative of what they are than, than their okay. first. Right. And so okay. a lot of times those, 
those letters are important in terms of giving context to mm. the numbers. Mm. Mm. That's, the numbers that's being the GPA and the GRE. Okay. Okay. That's interesting because I did not know that. And I think a lot of applicants don't pay attention to the letters of recommendation. We just go to a professor and like, can you write me a letter of recommendation? And we just go to bed, right? But it looks like it can actually help explain the numbers on the other side. Oh, and I'll say, don't ever ask a, a professor if you if they can write your letter of recommendation because the answer is always going to be yes. Mm. I can always write a letter of recommendation. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a good one. Okay. <laughs> so the so, question so should what should we is, do? Can you write me a strong recommendation or a positive letter of recommendation? Mm. Right? Mm. Because you know, there are students who I've had, mainly undergrad, mm -hmm. um, who got a B minus in my class. And they're like, hey, can you write me a letter of recommendation? Mm -hmm. Sure, I can. Mm. Right? It's, gonna, mm. it's not going to be sort of a you know a stellar one. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so the answer to can you write me a letter of recommendation is generally going to be yes. Okay. But what you want is a letter of recommendation that can speak to you and speak positively about mm. you as a student. Mm. That's interesting. That's interesting. So now, not only are we learning that we should pay attention to the entire process, but even with the letters of recommendation, we should actually ask for strong or positive ones. Because I know my 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 application packet, I just went and be like, hey, can you, can you write me one? And normally, like you said, they'll be like, yeah. Sometimes, I, I think for most people in Ghana, they would uh, probably relate. A professor is like, okay, what do you want me to say? So you actually <laughs> tell them what you, you know, and sometimes we are just like, we don't know because we've not actually done it ourselves. Right. So now we're going to have to go and ask for strong recommendation letters actually have to. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So aside the recommendation, uh, and this is a question I got asked today to come ask you, is the GRE really important? This is a big part of the process. Yes. Jerry's are important. Mm. Um, and, but like, but like I said, it's just, it's not definitive, right? Because you know, this is, this is why you, we ask for juries, we ask for transcripts, we ask for letter recommendation because, you know, not everyone is equally good at everything and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not everyone, because what we're looking to see is, can you come here and be successful? Right. Mm. And the mm. GREs measure part of potential. Mm -hmm. Right. But it also is, but sometimes some people are just good at standardized testing. Some people are bad at standardized mm -hmm. testing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just because you have a, a really high jury does not mean that you have a higher potential than someone who had a lower one. Mm -hmm. it, could, it could be that you do. It could mm -hmm. also be that you're just good at standardized tests. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. And so that's why. So, yes, they're important. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, the higher the better. Mm -hmm. But it is not necessarily, you know, a good evaluation process understands mm -hmm. that. You know, GREs are not a perfect measure of potential, right? Just mm -hmm. as transcripts aren't a perfect measure of potential, mm -hmm. or writing samples are not mm -hmm. a perfect measure of potential, okay. right? You're, we're operating in a, a an environment of low information, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so what is there? There's that analogy of you know a blindfolded person grabbing the tail of an elephant. Yeah, thinks that yeah. This, yeah. The thing is one thing, and someone you know grabbing the, 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 trunk, the trunk thinks it's something thinks, else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's sort of what we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So why, why we why there's all these different parts of the application, which is mm -hmm. so we can get a more holistic and a better view of a, a student's potential. OK, that that's wonderful. I think for some of the questions that are coming through the chat, I would address them. But if you're watching the live stream, please, if you have any questions, leave them in the chat below. We'd address some of them live and then I would come back in and give answers to the questions you would ask in chat. So if you're joining us, we're talking about the application process for grad school how to be a successful applicant, the things to look out for. And we've already learned that one of the best things you can do for your packet is to make sure you look at everything holistically, look at everything in its entirety. And like Dr. Sobek just mentioned, every part of it gives an idea of what kind of student you are and whether or not you're going to be successful in the program. And another question, this came in chat, so I just put it up and then we can look at it. Should one wait until you get your results for a class before requesting for a letter of recommendation from the professor? Um, as a rule of thumb, probably, right? But mm. if it's a class that, um, you sort of know though, mm -hmm. this is a class that is, you know, an upper level class and you mm -hmm. know that you're doing well in the class and you and mm -hmm. the professor are, are clicking and you have a good relationship, then, you know, it's not, you know, I would never say never, but generally you want to, I'll put it this way. You want to have a good sense about what the professor is going to say. Okay. 
right? Uh-huh. And generally, a good measure that's going to be the grade you get in the class. Get. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the only measure, right? So what I say is make sure you you um, have a good sense of what the professor thinks about you and your potential mm-hmm. before you ask for the letter, okay. before, before you get the letter from them. Okay. That, that's wonderful. Guys, if you're in the live stream, please leave your questions in the comment session. We're going to bring them up and address them. So I think Christine got her answer. Um, Dr. Sobek is saying, hey, it's a good indicator of what he's going to say, right? If you flunk in the class and you're going to ask for a letter of recommendation, it's not going to be a really strong one, I, I presume. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and share the feed so that other people can join the conversation. We want to get to know what you think. Dr. Sobek, um, we talked about the standardized testing and everything people were like you know due to covid a lot of departments are getting more relaxed on that right and so how important was it as part of the process like if if they could let it go i know i know one of my friends was talking to me earlier today if it was one of the things they could let go then how important was it in the overall process well it's this is a there is an ongoing debate universities about the sort of importance of standardized tests, right? And one view is that they are are not a perfect measure of a student's potential, and they're not, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, we don't need them anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some departments now in universities, probably, that are no longer requiring GRE scores, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, well, number one, we're not going to drop the requirement here. We did we did during COVID because students just couldn't take it. And you have to, you know, you have to. Um, but it's sort of like I said, this is a from my perspective, it's a low information environment, um, and when you don't have a lot of when you have a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. more information is better than less information. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so if you remove the GREs, right, then then now more emphasis is placed on your transcript. More emphasis mm-hmm. is placed on the letters, mm-hmm. and transcripts aren't a perfect indicator of your potential either, and neither are. Mm-hmm. Letters of recommendations. And so mm-hmm. essentially by removing the GRE scores, mm-hmm. you now are putting more emphasis on other measures that are just as equally imperfect as the GRE scores, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I would, my advice would be to take them mm-hmm. and to do it as best as you can because mm-hmm. um, the more ways you can demonstrate your potential, the better. Okay. Um, and, yeah. you know, if you, you know, think about it this way too. You're competing against other students, and maybe you're competing against someone who did the juries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? And so, mm-hmm. you think about this, right? So, say, think of two students who have basically identical applications, right? Mm-hmm, Except mm-hmm. one has jury scores, one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you going to lean towards accepting, right? The one where you have more information, right? Another, yeah, yeah. and so it's sort of sometimes you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. information-wise, in terms mm-hmm. of of the application. That's that's true. Okay, so now then, now would encourage everyone. Hey, just just take it. You know, it, it, it's more information for the committee to make a decision on. And I think for a lot of people coming in, right, the the application process gets tedious when you get asked things like statement of purpose. For a lot of applicants, we don't actually know what the committee is looking at. What does a good statement of purpose look like? What really goes into that? Uh, I'll give you a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can't share it. No one who's not on the, the live stream can share this. And so this has to be our, our little secret. It stays on here. It stays, it stays on the live stream. It has to stay here um, because I don't want everyone using this. Um, but really good statements of purposes are ones in which they make actual mentions of faculty in the department. Right. Mm. So if you read a statement of purpose and generally it's sort of like, hey, I'm interested in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the really good ones say, and this actually works well with so-and-so's research agenda, mm. right? Because mm. what that signals to us is that you you care about the department, you're mm. interested in the department, and you've done mm. homework, right? Um, and a student who is is willing to do homework and extra effort in their application is probably going to do homework and extra effort when they're at in the program. That and is. so being able to say, this is whose research my, my interest dovetails with, mm-hmm. right, the, mm-hmm. is a really strong indicator in a statement mm. of purpose, makes it, I think, a very mm. strong statement of purpose. But mm. keep it here, keep mm. it here. Yep, we're keeping it here. It's for only the people in the live stream. This is just gold. My brains just—you just blew my mind. I would never have thought about that. And for those of you here now, the twenty-eight lucky people who are on the live stream right now, <laughs> it's just gold. We're keeping it in here. We're never yeah. telling anyone else. And if you didn't hear it, just go back and watch the 
playback. I am not going to share it. I'm not even going to clip this and put this anywhere. I promise. <laughs> it's, it. it's it's really good. It's really good. Guess what? Um, for 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 most of the people watching, they wouldn't get this. But Dr. Sobek, look who just commented. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Doc Neptune. Doc Neptune is on. And guys, later in the conversation, you're going to know why this matters. Doc Neptune, we're so happy you're on the live stream. We're going to be talking some more about our side business, our side gig after this. But yeah, um, now we've gotten through the let, let's talk about the transcripts a little more because mm. there's so many questions about the transcripts. You know, universities have very different uh, ways of presenting these transcripts, right? Some of them are not even in English, right? And the strength of the curriculums are different, right? So I could go to a university with a fairly easy program and get, you know, a 4.0. Then I can go somewhere else with a more rigorous program and get, say, a 65 on a 100-point scale. Would you recommend that we standardize our transcripts, which is what some people do, where they bring it to, they pay for a service that standardizes their transcript and then makes it, either brings it to a four-point scale instead of a hundred-point scale like my university does. Is this something that would help our application? I think I think it helps, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because what I mean, we don't, you know, we don't know how every university around the world sort mm -hmm. of, you know, scales, right? Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. The more the better. A lot of times, though, the trans in the transcripts, um, they have a little sort of information seat that allows. Mm -hmm. But even that, even that's not perfect, right? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how well the university. So yeah, I mean, those things would help, I'm sure. Okay, so I made a promise before the show that anybody who was going to be in the show at a particular time was going to get that standardized that standardization process paid for. Apparently, it cost $250, <laughs> and a couple of my friends and I decided we're going to take care of it for one lucky viewer. So if you're on here right now and you need your transcript standardized, just leave standardized in the chat box right now. Standardized and just where you're watching the stream from. So standardized Ghana, standardized US, standardized wherever you're watching it from. Right now, just the quickest finger, the first, first person to send it in gets the... Yeah, transcript standardized and it will help your application process because just as we just had, it's going to be a very key part in the process. It really helps out, right? Okay, so we're getting a few standardized and Kwame, you're not part. <laughs> Kwame is here. I'm going to put it there. He is not part. And so, yeah, please, if you need to get your transcript standardized, just leave standardized and where you're watching the stream from and then share, hit the um, thumbs up button and then we're good to go. Let's do it right now. And apparently it helps. So Dr. Sobek, we're talking about the do's and the things we have to do as applicants. What are some of the things you say are absolute do nots in the application process? Um, do not. I mean, I guess it, it's hard. I'll, do not skip out parts of it. Do not. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Do not have. I think the biggest thing is it's those things you don't you you don't have under control. I'm trying to think of, mm -hmm. of things that have really sort of sank applications. Um, obviously, really bad GPA or GREs, but that's sort of. But it, this is where I, I said before: ask, make sure you ask about the letter 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 writers if they can write mm -hmm. good letters because good there's been a couple mm -hmm. scenarios in which. Um, you know, letter writers can write positively, but they can also send strong signals. Mm. Um, and mm. the, that, that sort of raised red flag. So for instance, mm. you know, you can have a letter writer say something like, um, I recommend that this student would require a lot of effort to get through the program. Mm. Right. Mm. Or stuff like they, they work hard or, or there's, there's phrases in which, you know, that can raise red flags. Um, mm which is why I think it's really important to make sure when you get letter writers, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have a good sense of what they're going to say. Mm. Mm. Right. So absolutely. One of the absolute do nots are just leaving the letter writers on their own. You have to one, make sure they're writing positive letters for you. And two, like they don't put anything in there that would send signals to the committee that mm, this student might be a little more work than you'd want to handle. Right. But guys, that statement of Fairport's key is very important. If you missed it, 
watch this feed again. We're going to post the video much later. Go back and watch that. It's going to change your application process, right? And, and I, I want us to wrap up the application process and look at another part of the graduate stuff, right? And so with the application packet, one, complete the application and all of that. What have you seen about an application that made it stand out? Like, aside of all the basic checking all the boxes, what's one thing or what's one memorable applicant you've seen aside mine because i oh, yeah. well, it's not yours oh my goodness you know i have yours <laughs> hanging up in my office yeah I, I think we should have taken a picture of that day yeah i'll share the story someday on the live stream <laughs> yeah um so the question is i i, I, I but I, I think honestly there there is no one thing right i mean mm. it, it is i've seen applicants that are just you know they're they're standardized and they're, so their numbers are just super strong right mm -hmm. so great gres great gpa right mm -hmm. there have been some in which you know the the letter the letter nations are just absolutely you know hands above the rest and there are mm -hmm. some that are mm -hmm. just you know students who are really clear had done their homework and just you know really thought hard about how they fit in the department and, mm -hmm. and so there's no i don't think there is really one one thing that would just sort of hey it, it it really varies in some sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think we've we've gotten enough with the application process. I hope the viewers have gotten enough to be able to now better apply to grad school. Like, if nothing at all, that SOP um, um, trick should put you in a good position, right, to be able to um, apply and get secure funding. Now, now for those of us in grad school, right, I want you to give us a little overview. I, I took your professionalization class. It probably is something I would recommend everybody take. If you can get Dr. Sobek on for professionalization, it's important, you should take it. But what? give a brief overview of the job market for graduate students, like why people should think of grad school and what awaits them at the end of grad school. So what, what I mean, in some sense, it depends upon what the student wants. And so mm -hmm. there's the academic job market, there's the non-academic job market. Mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. keep in mind that when you go into a PhD program, um, most of the time it's geared towards ac the academic job market. This is not to say that, you know, grad students don't ever get non-academic jobs. They do, right? But this is most, I mean, think about, think about this way. Most of the people in the department probably never got a real job, right? They got an <laughs> academic job. <laughs> and so what kind of job market do they know? They're going to know the academic job market. And so mm -hmm. it's, you know, most of these programs are going to be geared towards getting you an academic job. Um, and, and, you know, um, really in terms of that, um, you need to make sure that you set yourself out, out to succeed, which would be not only doing the program well, mm -hmm. do, you know, doing on the program, but also, Research, 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 research. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. this is what is in terms of the academic job market is going to get you the most looks. Um, you know, even if you want to, if you want to go to a teaching university, mm -hmm. right? Applicants that have more research um, is going to get a stronger look than those that don't. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't guarantee anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, but and, and this ends up being one of the the key points to think about when you're starting grad school which is you can go through and, and hit all of the requirements of a, of a phd program mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. take all the classes do the comprehensive exams write the dissertation and yet set yourself up for failure mm -hmm. right because mm -hmm. those are the bare minimum things that are required to get you the phd but those aren't the bare minimum of things that are required to get you a job Okay. Right, so there's two different standards. There's there's mm -hmm. the standard that will get you the PhD, mm -hmm. and there's a standard that will actually make you competitive on the job market. The job market. And mm -hmm. the standard of being competitive on the job market is a lot higher than it is than the standard to get the get PhD. PhD. And so, so when you're in grad school, we make sure you have that second standard in mind mm -hmm. as opposed to the first mm -hmm. one. Because obviously, if you reach the second standard, you're going to get your PhD. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, so now you gave us a trick for apl the application process. What's the best trick for surviving grad school and making yourself competitive on the job market? Well, those are two different questions. Surviving grad school and making yourself competitive. Um, <laughs> in terms of making yourself competitive on the job market, you mm -hmm. need to have strong relationship with faculty. Mm. 
Um, now, this, this is assuming that you have the uh, publications and the research, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but when you're applying to the job market, letters of recommendations are, are really important mm, um, mm. because when you're hiring, nor when you're hiring an applicant, right? You're hiring someone's to do to do research, but you're also hiring a colleague, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, and so yeah. it's a different sort of process. We're not just hiring someone for to sit in their office and to do research. I mean, we mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. um, but this is also someone that we're going to have lunch with, that we're going to serve mm -hmm. on committees with, we're going to mm -hmm. do all these different mm -hmm. things with. Mm -hmm. and so you want to make sure that it's someone who's going to um, be a good colleague. Okay. Um, okay. And the letter and the letters are the only things that can speak to that. Mm. Right. They can speak your mm. your your CV can speak to your publications. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your um, the 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 uh, the the the, the uh, what is it called the class evaluations can speak to you as mm -hmm. a teacher right mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you can write a, a teaching philosophy can, but mm -hmm. nothing can really speak to how you are as a colleague okay other than those letter yeah, recommendations. letters of recommendations huh um, that's and that, interesting and, that, and that's an important part of the process as well mm -hmm. okay so now we've gotten what we need to be successful in our job search and the next step now how do we survive grad school your best advice to survive in grad school you need to find a way to turn your mind off Mm. Uh, that this is, and this is academics in general, right? But mm -hmm. this is a, it, being in grad school is something where you can get burnt out really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and because mm -hmm. you could always be doing work. Mm -hmm. right? So it's not as if you go, you're working at the post office where you go there and you, know, you have an eight hour shift and when you go home, you don't have to deliver mail anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And you can just do whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, you can go to the office for eight hours and come home and be like, huh. I could be doing a reading, mm -hmm. right? You could be, you know, going to bed at two o'clock in the morning and thinking like, you know, I could be doing this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very mm -hmm. easy to sort of um, always be, not necessarily always being, not always working, but always stressing over working mm -hmm. or not working. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that is something that is going to create a lot of stress over time and it can mm -hmm. burn you out. And so mm -hmm. finding something that can turn off the thought process of the mm -hmm. of, of grad school right mm -hmm. allow you to sort of reset and refresh becomes absolutely vital mm -hmm. uh, that's trick number one trick number two is for your dissertation mm -hmm. do something you love mm -hmm. a topic that you have an undying interest okay because you're going to get really bored of it otherwise in fact even, <laughs> even if it's something you really love you, you don't get interest, bored mm -hmm. you're going to I mean, anything mm -hmm. you do for eight hours a day or whatever mm -hmm. for you know two years, you're going to get sick of it for a while. Yep, right? yep, yep. Uh, yep. And if, you, if you're just doing it because you think, oh, this would be a good topic for the job market, or this would be, mm -hmm. a, you're going to get, you know, you're going to end up hating it, right? So it mm. has to be something, you know. Yeah. So in, in the in the dark days of the dissertating, mm -hmm. um, whenever mm -hmm. you're just sick of it, mm -hmm. um, that undying interest in the topic is what what gets you through. As you go in, and so okay. make sure you have a passion for their topic, your research. Mm. Mm. These are just wonderful, wonderful um, advice that would help. I mean, you told me, I just didn't listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I think the topic. Doc here has a question. Mm -hmm. In terms of applying for jobs, how much does involvement in things outside your research classes play? In some sense, it depends upon the job, right? So okay. um, I would say, I guess in terms of like, things outside of research class. And so... Mm -hmm. So, say for instance, you're 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 presenting at academic conferences or research mm -hmm. conferences. Mm -hmm. Those things can matter, not necessarily in the application, the job application, right? Mm -hmm. But those are when you're doing that, you're putting your name out there, right? And so mm -hmm. you're going to meet people who are who are researching similar topic, right? Okay. Uh, and so if I'm going to a, a a academic conference and I'm presenting mm -hmm. my research on the causes of war. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interacting with people who also are interested in the causes of war, who are at universities across the country, across the world, mm -hmm. um, and I can find collaborators that way. I can mm -hmm. find, you know, sometimes you can find letter writers, right? So if you mm -hmm. you know, meet someone here, like at a conference, and you you hit it off, and you you know communicate afterwards, and then maybe there's there, I mean, I think I met somebody at a conference, uh, and we we hit it off, and then when I was in grad school, they emailed me and said, "Hey, I'm writing a paper. Do you want to write with me?" So I got a paper out of it, and then the okay. end of being some of my letter writers, right? And so it's sort of, it's and that sends a really strong signal, right? If you can get a letter writer, or if you're collaborating mm -hmm. people outside of your university, man, that sends that sends great potential. It means that you're really engaged in the community already. In the community, um, okay. 
Mm. Mm. That that's important. I think that's a key trick. But you did mention something, and I want to use that as a segue into our second part of the conversation. Guys, we've talked about applying for grad school, we've talked about the job market and getting ourselves ready. We just even talked about being successful in grad school. Applying to grad school is just half the story, to be honest. That the story doesn't even begin when you get into grad school. <laughs> the real work hits when you when you're a couple of years into your grad program. But you, you did mention our ability to turn our minds off, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you, you talked about that. And I realized one of the things you do, and I'm going to let you guys in on a secret for those of you watching the feed. He's a professor by day and a game streamer by night. He's a top Twitch streamer by night. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so now we're going to get into, oh, no, he is a top Twitch streamer by night. By top, you mean one viewer. No, no, no. Like 600 viewers a night, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I just put his Twitch handle in, in, in the box, the bubble box beneath his image. You can follow him on Twitch, and we're going to get into how he turns his mind off. And when I came to grad school, when I started my PhD program, he roped me in, and now I'm a champion Twitch streamer, guys. You should catch me on Twitch. Um, Dr. Sobek, I know you do a lot of video gaming. Is your controller around you? Because... Mine oh, is I right do not here. have it. It's in the other Mine room. is right here. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and I know I know you do a lot of video gaming, so we're going to dive into a little more streaming and some of the things you do to take your mind off all this busy research stuff. Guys, before we get into the conversation, I'm going to show you one thing. He plays Fortnite. Just, just take a look at this clip. That's one of my better shots, for sure. <laughs> I like that, that Man, good. For, for those of you who are not into video gaming and all these things you might not uh, know how amazing what he did is but uh, those of you who are into Fortnite we're going to dive into some Fortnite conversation and like I said prof professor by day a streamer by night you should catch some of his streams he is just people are just <laughs> wowed by the skill um so why? How did you get into gaming, and how how does that really help? Um, well, I always played video games growing. I mean, I grew up in the eighties, which mm -hmm. I know I'm ancient, uh, and this was the start of video games. So I, you know, I played Atari, mm -hmm. big into Nintendo when it came out, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, and, but then sort of and through grad school too, I you know had had video games, but then sort of with the Fortnite thing that was. That, I mean, that, I guess when I really blew up, what, four years ago or something? Like yeah, that? about four years ago. And I remember my oldest daughter came home one day and talked about this Fortnite thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, she's like, I want to play. Everyone's playing. And I'm like, okay. And so she was at bed, in bed one night. And so I went on the PlayStation 4, which I hadn't really played a lot mm -hmm. recently. Mainly it was on the computer games. Um, and I downloaded it and, and created the account mm -hmm. and for her. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started playing together. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... I got addicted to it, and so, mm. <laughs> so it ended up, it ended up being just for her, ended up mm -hmm. being for both of us. Mm -hmm. And then I took over the account, and then she had to get her own separate account mm -hmm. um, and get her own console. You know, she plays on the, on the uh, what is it, on Nintendo the Switch? Switch, yeah. She had to get her own Switch, and then your younger daughter also had to get her own Switch. And yes. then we started forming these winning teams. Like guys, we could not lose. Like whenever we play together, the four of us. We just and I have another clip from a few days ago when we played together, and oh, is this where I saved you? <laughs> You're giving it away, but guys, watch what happened. I am not. I, I'm just like, going to let you guys. Oh, <laughs> what the? Oh, heck? look there he is. He's down. That that's that red mark. And here comes the person who killed him. Bad move, dude. There oh, we go. There oh, we go. oh my god, that was just that was just crazy. Like, this guy comes in my box. I think I was under pressure the whole game. And so he just kept shooting at me, and he knocked me. And then my professor comes in and just one pumps him in the head. Like, again, we win a lot. You should watch us. You should watch us. <laughs> People are saying, yeah. you seem very cool. He is cool. He, he he plays video games. He I think I've helped him get more victory royales than anybody else. Mm, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Hey guys, you should definitely follow him on Twitch. He he's a professor by day, a streamer by night. He has some wonderful clips on Twitch. Like there's this clip on Twitch. If anybody finds it, 
just copy the link and post it in the chat below and I would send something your way. I'll send some gear your way. It's probably the best snipe you'd ever see in video game. And I have a few more clips. We're going to talk a little more about Fortnite. But in terms of how it helped you in grad school, and it's going to help some of us in grad school, personally, it's helped me in grad school. It helps me take my mind off things. Aside just that, why why did you decide to get into streaming? Um, I guess it's sort of one of those things in which it's something else. Not, I don't want to say it's not something else to do, right? But it is... Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just sort of the type of person. Um, yeah, that's right, Doc. Um, <laughs> I'm just the type of person who I like. I like. I like different challenges. I like doing different things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, it, and it's sort of. I'm going to tie this a little bit back to actually the the grad school stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that there is, there's different ways of doing research too, mm -hmm. right? So there are some people who, their research, they focus on one thing their entire career, right? Mm -hmm. I want to focus on alliance formation. And then everything they do is alliance formation, alliance formation. And they're mm -hmm. the alliance formation person, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you look at my research, it's not that, right? I've looked at civil war, I looked at terrorism, I looked at international war, um, you know, looking at now cryptocurrency. I mean, so it's sort of my my interests are are just broad. Mm -hmm. And and it's sort of, as I think this is just part and parcel of that, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, Mm -hmm. I love my research. I love my job, my day job, but it's also, mm -hmm. I, I guess the bad way to put it, I'm like a cat with a laser pointer, right? And you're chasing okay. things all over the place. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But it, it, it's also just one of those things. I just, I just, I see something, it grabs my interest and I just wanted to go do it and do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think it, it helps. I mean, now you're a full-time streamer and I'm sure you're making a lot of money. Oh yeah. yeah. What, what did I say yesterday? I made a grand total of uh, a buck 25 on ads. On ads. I mean, that's ad soon, you know, you're going to blow up and soon I, since I'm going to be on the streams a lot, we should work out a deal. Oh Again, yeah. Guys, whenever he plays, it just never happens to me, but whenever he, he plays, Weird stuff like this happens where people make a lot of bad decisions around him. Let's let's just look at this clip. Oh yeah, this guy is trying to attack me. Not quite. There we go. Like, <laughs> that is the worst way. That is the worst possible way to get into this thing. Where you get on a zip line and try to go at someone you're trying to attack. And for those of you who are not into Fortnite, like guys, you should get some way to take a break. And for me, it's Fortnite and FIFA. I know a lot of the people watching would be more into FIFA. And I've invited Dr. Sobek so many times to FIFA, he just can't play. He's not good to play me. So he 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 yeah. runs. <laughs> he runs. <laughs> he plays games like Fortnite. And and it, it really helps. It's it's really helpful in terms of sort of getting your mind off your research and grad school, because you get burnt out easily, like Dr. Sobek mentioned. And we'll do one last um, clip. And again, follow him on Twitch, watch his live streams. And, oh, people are talking about movies too. <laughs> people are talking about Marvel movies and how it helps. And I, I saw this tweet that I really wanted to bring up, this chat I wanted to bring up. Someone said the professor seems cool. I'm going to tell you guys, he is the coolest person, coolest professor you'd ever meet. I think I've told you this before. My students obviously have heard it so many times and people close to me. I told you, if I end up being half the professor you are, I would consider my academic career success. Like, I think if I'm half as cool as you, I would have... I, I would just myself say, maybe raise your, your goals a little bit higher. Than no, that. no, no, no. This is high <laughs> enough. This is high <laughs> no. enough for me. If I'm a cool, if I'm a school at dad and a school as a professor as you and treat my grad students the way you treat me, I, I think I would have made it in life. That That's that's all I aim for. <laughs> it's, I aim a little <laughs> higher, I'll say. That's all <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> no, you're just being modest at this point, but you really are a cool professor. And I have one last cool clip for you guys. But again, Follow him on Twitch. We're going to do a lot more collabs. Maybe one of these days on the Casa Podcast, we're going to be live streaming on your Twitch. We're going to get a lot of our viewers in. Those of you who can join us in the live stream, just have some fun. But this was a wild one. Oh, yeah. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, it's, per it's pink because we're in the storm. The storm kills you slowly over time. 
and there was this is massive and these are all from the most recent season of Fortnite. and if you're looking to get into Fortnite, guys we're always going to be on um he is emdc um 111 like it says over there and mine is ice law 90 i'm gonna drop it in the chat and like i'm saying just join us let's do things to take our mind off all this stuff all the stuff we have going and People are saying you should encourage your kids to play video games if they want to, because like you never know. Yeah. They could be professors streaming Fortnite or FIFA or any other video game, right? And making tons of money from that, like my professor is. He makes twice as way um his salary as a prof um yeah. as a streamer as than he makes as a professor. So think of streaming, think of getting into these live stream things. But it's been a wonderful conversation. It's been amazing. A lot of people are coming in. <laughs> a lot of people are coming in with all the fire emojis but any last words you have for us it's been wonderful talking to you guys if you have any questions you have this is the last time you can put it in oh people are saying they are going to start joining the fortnite train too absolutely more the merrier <laughs> the more the merrier yeah we're going to create a casa team right we that's right people who join we're just going to jump on and get into it but Dr. Sobek, any last words for us as you've helped us prepare these wonderful application packets, you've helped us deal with grad school and the job market, and now you've given us tools to help us de-stress, turn our minds off. I think Fortnite video games helps you turn your mind off. Not FIFA, though. If you play online, <laughs> your mind is always on end. Five-year-olds in China keep beating you, and you're like, oh, I'm getting beat by a five-year-old. But yeah, it enough. also helps. It also helps. I'm sure a two-year-old in Ghana keeps kicking my ass behind. Keeps <laughs> 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 kicking my behind. But, yeah, it's it, it, it's wonderful. So any, any last words you have for us while we wrap up this segment of the show? I would just say find the thing you're passionate about and go with it. And and don't don't put yourself... Any, any any false boundaries, right? Whether that is, you know, you're, you're all young, right? And even, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not young, but, you know, but obviously it's sort of, you have to find things that you really enjoy doing because that's what makes life fun. That's mm -hmm. what that's sort of how you get through it is, mm -hmm. is finding those passions and diving into mm -hmm. them and doing the best that you can with them. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. That, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for spending time with the Casa Podcast. We'd always love to have you on and we'd always love to hop on your live stream too. So please invite us. I'm sure a lot of people from the live stream are going to hop on your Twitch immediately, watch a few of your clips and then try and get into your lobbies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try and get into your lobbies and try to play with you. But again, he's a professor by day, a Twitch streamer by night and a cool person all year round. <laughs> an amazing wonderful person all year round you're just so amazing to us and we here at the casa podcast really appreciate you spending time to come and give us all these neat tricks to help us build these killer applications well thanks for having me thank you so much so now we're going to bring on uh usual tribe right the tribe is coming back on d is in the building d we bore you past d we bore you past <laughs> We bore you. Ass. Please, please. He take it gave easy. us some salala predictions oh, this week. Quick joke, quick he joke, gave us some that. salala don't predictions. And that. We we've we've been, not been able to recover. Our better slips but are all destroyed. Come on, there were some wins, please. Okay. Do so guys, we're back with the tribe and we're back with D and Nag. Nag, how you doing? Nag. Nah. <laughs> uh, Nag, how you doing? I'm good, brother. And you? I'm great. I'm great, man. I'm great. Um, I can see you in your Black Star jersey. Um, before before Dr. Sobek leaves, Dr. Sobek, I have one last question for you. Sure. So you know the African Cup of Nations is going on at the moment, and that's why I brought you the Black Star shirt. Okay. When are you going to wear your Black Star shirt and send us a picture of it? We here at the Casa Podcast need it. Okay, I will do. I will do that sometime this week, and I'll let you know. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. So when is the next Ghana game? I think it's going to be in a few days. It's on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. So yeah. can you send us the picture on Tuesday so we can post on our social media with Absolutely. you and your Ghana shirt? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. You'll be supporting the Black Stars all the way. We, we're That's not right. doing so well. We're not doing so well. But okay. Well, I, might, I guess maybe I'll be the good luck that turns it around. 
please, please send us a picture of you in your Ghana shirt and maybe bring some luck to Ghana because we lost our first game even though D predicted we're going to win and we drew our second game even though, oh well, she didn't make any predictions. So yeah. please, well, well you got some okay, good luck. Put it down here, write it down here. Uh-huh. You're winning Tuesday. Okay, okay, guys, me. listen, listen. <laughs> Dr. Sobek just gave a prediction. Ghana is winning on Tuesday against Comoros. We're playing Absolutely. the Comoros and <laughs> as if there was any doubt. <laughs> so I'm with you on this one. Everybody is talking about how you're bringing all the good luck. So you had it here first. Dr. Sobek said we're winning on Tuesday. Do you want to stick your neck out and give us a scoreline? Uh, yeah, because I know you know predicting the victory is not sticking my head up. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to say um, two one. Two one, oh. guys. You had it here first. Ghana wins two one on Tuesday. Two one on Tuesday. Put that down. You can take your betting slips right now and go bet two one for Ghana. Listen, this is this is gonna be gold. And we're, you're going to see a picture of him in a black star shirt on Tuesday. I promise you that it's gonna be up on our social media feed. You should just follow us on all our social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Doctor Sobek in his black star shirt, written for Ghana. It's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. He said two one, and listen, if it comes, if we score two one, <laughs> we're going to give him a hundred a hundred follows on Twitch. Yeah, the Casa Podcast is going to promise a hundred follows on Twitch, so you guys could start following right now. It's EMDC one 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 one. EMDC one 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 one. I don't even want to say how people have been pronouncing this, but guys, you can <laughs> you can. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you can you can guess. Okay, so thank you so much, Dr. Sobek, for the wonderful episode and the predictions. And if it comes true, everybody on the Castle Podcast is coming straight to your Twitch. We're watching you live stream every night. All right. All right. Have a good one, sir. You too. <laughs> All right, D. So yeah. now you've been helped. You've been helped a bit. Dr. Well, Sobek has come. But guys, I'm really sorry. I'm seeing you. some of the com- comments come through from Nanek here. Yes. You 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 really have been you really, really have been sorry. killing people. You let know, me let me pull up the games and then would we'll, would we'll get your prediction for the final round, which sure. is where a lot of us actually need uh, um, um, the predictions because you said Egypt was going to beat Nigeria and then they Maybe. went and lost. You know, you said, it's a game. Anything can happen. So hey, you knew this and you were there giving a <laughs> oh, but this time around, this time around, come on, guys. Okay. So we we're going winning. to do match day three. Mm-hmm. D, yeah, you come up on the spot. We're going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. Guys, we're taking these predictions. This is time with D. D is going to predict the third round of Afghan games. We all know how she did in the second in the first round, but you know, she's our D. We can never leave her. So we're going to let her do it again. D, the yeah. third round of Afghan matches. We have sure. Burkina Faso versus Ethiopia. Um, Ethiopia is winning. Ethiopia is winning, guys. Yeah. Ethiopia is beating Burkina Faso. Okay, Cape Verde versus Cameroon. Cameroon is winning for sure. Cameroon is winning, host yeah. nation. All right, Malawi versus Senegal. Senegal is winning. Senegal is beating Malawi. Zimbabwe versus Guinea. This is going to be a hard one. I think Guinea will win. Guinea wins against Zimbabwe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gabon versus Morocco. This is important to the Black Stars. D. Gabon versus Morocco. Morocco is winning this time. Morocco is Gabon winning. That would be win. good for the Black Stars. Yes. That would be good for the Black yes. Stars, to be honest. Ghana Nina, thank versus... you. <laughs> Ghana versus Comoros. I, uh, the Comoros. Oh, of course. Ghana is winning. I'm with Doc on this hey. one. Hey. Yeah. D, are you also going to predict a sore line? Yeah, you know, funny enough, I was thinking about 2-1 all through next match on our next match. And he mentioned 2-1. what do you think? This time around, I think we need more goals to be qualified. You understand Mm -hmm. me? So, Mm -hmm. I uh, I can't... We will score 3. We will score 3. 3-0? Okay, 3-0. Okay. So, everybody is predicting a 3-goal game. So, if you're going to stick... It's over two goals, right? It's over two goals. All right, D. Let's let's complete. Let's run. Let's complete the round of sure, matches. Sure, sure. So Guinea Bissau versus Nigeria. Nigeria is Nigeria is winning. Nigeria's won two games. Nigeria yeah, they're doing so well. They're doing they're really doing well. So. Egypt versus Sudan. Egypt is winning. 
Egypt is winning. Okay. Yeah. Sierra Leone versus Equatorial Guinea. Hmm. This would be a draw. A draw for Sierra mm-hmm. Leone and Equatorial Guinea? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ivory Coast versus Algeria. Hmm. This is also going to be very difficult. I think <laughs> Algeria will win. Algeria wins? Yeah. Okay. Um, Gambia <clears throat> versus Tunisia. Tunisia is winning. Tunisia versus Gambia. Mali versus Mauritania. Mauritania is winning. Again, Mali versus Mauritania? Mauritania is winning. Okay, guys, you had it here first. D has predicted a third round of games. D, do you want to see how you did on the first round of games? Um, yeah, okay. let's see it. So you predicted Cape Verde and Ethiopia. You said Cape Verde was going to win. They did win. Senegal versus Zimbabwe. You said Senegal would win. They did win. Guinea versus Malawi. You said Guinea would win. Guinea did win, which is good. So you have three out of three so far. All right. Morocco versus Ghana. You said Ghana would win, and hmm, Ghana <laughs> lost. And so you got three, three to one. Gabon versus Comoros. You said Gabon was winning, and Aubameyang wasn't scoring. Gabon did win. Aubameyang yeah. did not score. So you got two out of two on that one. You see, Algeria versus Sierra Leone. You said Algeria was winning. That ended in a draw. Um, Egypt versus Nigeria. You said Egypt was winning. Nigeria won. Guinea-Bissau versus Sudan. You did predict a draw and it ended as a draw. (laughs) Oracle has spoken. (laughs) Mali versus Tunisia. You said Tunisia was winning and Mali won. So you've lost two. Gambia versus Mauritania. I don't remember. I think you said it was going to be a draw. Gambia won. But Gambia won. And then the Ivory Coast versus Equatorial Guinea, Ivory Coast won. So you got so many of them, right? You only yeah. got like two wrong. And so yeah. it looks See? like the Oracle is doing pretty well. Yes. I think yes. you, you're doing pretty well. So Kusiba, so, please, please, you have to precious, trust me. Precious. She please. says you should trust her. I think the only one, the reason why people don't want to take your predictions to heart anyways mm-hmm. because you said the black stars were going to win and oh. people were so mad because the black stars did not win but you can forgive that mm-hmm. no I we can forgive 90%. that mm-hmm. yeah because i did say if you didn't predict for the um flag behind me so i think i threatened you that was under duress you probably oh, yeah. didn't listen to the oracle so we'll but give you we that. should have won. Ghana should have won. Something really have. happened. Yeah. We should have. That is where I need Nag to come in. Nag, we should have won that game. We should have won the first yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. What happened, Nag? You told us you know, how it was right. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know one thing? Mm-hmm. You, when you play back my audio, uh, mm-hmm. the one that I said, mm-hmm. I was like, the coach... Mm-hmm. Have to uh, when he dropped uh, that are you uh, mm-hmm. that are you I don't want to mention which, the which name are you there. which of the are you this day I have not I have not learned how to pronounce it that so Andrew how how can you pronounce it now Andrew uh, uh, Andrew Andrew are you and uh-huh. yeah something Andre, like that Andre Andre yeah Andre. so so the, uh, when the coach mm-hmm. take him uh, take those are you are you brothers you know mm-hmm. when they take mm-hmm. them out now mm-hmm. like we will score mm-hmm. and the coach didn't you mm-hmm. understand me mm-hmm. the the match the fault was from that are you brothers mm-hmm. that are you are you mm-hmm. if they could take them out now mm-hmm. you know you know there was a board that he has to pass to somebody and uh, mm-hmm. he didn't pass you understand mm-hmm. me? That oh was you're talking about the second pass. game yeah no the first game. The first game. Oh, but, but, but what did you think about um, Andres first? Uh, Andres goal in the tournament. That that was that was a streamer. That was a very yeah. lovely goal. Yeah. Very lovely one. The second game. Yeah, you yeah. saw you saw he scored yeah. a good the goal. Second. You're saying he should be taken out. The guy is the only one scoring. Nobody no. has scored for Ghana. No. Uh, that Jordan, are you? you know, mm-hmm. like he feel more relaxed. You understand? Mm-hmm. He feel mm-hmm. more relaxed. So mm-hmm. he need to take. He need to. I mean, drop out from the black star and fix so in the new players. So you want Andre, Andre to you want the day to play and then um, um, Jordan to be benched. Jordan not to strike. Cry like he should so, retire. Mm-hmm. He should retire hey. from the, <laughs> the black star. Nah, nah, relax. Because I'm, I'm, I'm painful. I'm painful. I'm painful. <laughs> like. It it entered me. You understand? Mm-hmm. It entered me. Mm-hmm. It entered me. 
Could you? I know, I know. This Black Star, it, it really, I mean, it ruined my day. I, I was having a good day and then the Black yeah. Stars. But but in our last round, now we, we there's still a chance to qualify. There's still a chance to qualify. Now, do you still believe that Black Stars can win it all, given what we've, yeah. we've, we've seen? You think we are always think- 100% full support Black Star. Like, they should, mm-hmm. if they drop those, I use mm-hmm. out of the game, we will score. Mm-hmm. Those brothers. I, I don't know why you're you're taking Andre out. He's the captain of the team. He's a leader. He's no, the one who's scoring. No, no, no. They should take the both of them out. And the, uh, you uh, see, if, if, if like like they shouldn't play them mm-hmm. at, at the starting person, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. should take those two brothers out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and fix in the French strikers and see how like the game who, who who else is on the bench because I had Jordan, so much. Uh, uh, we have we have that number ten. I forget the name. That number ten, and we have somewhere, somewhere to that short guy, short okay. uh, short. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I, I've seen that guy. That guy is in. He's, he's a very wonderful player. Uh, yeah, he, but he scored one goal this season, I think. I I don't yeah. know. I don't know so much about the other players. I don't know what options we have, right? But we have I'm so saying, many options. Mm-hmm. What are okay? Bro. So so given okay so given our team. And the players we sent to the tournament, you think that IU brothers are the ones holding Ghana back? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. For me, that IU think... uh, brothers have to out and we will score. Mm-hmm. If they take mm-hmm. those two brothers out, mm-hmm. even if they were supposed to play one of them, they should play, uh, uh, they should leave uh, uh, Jordan IU out. Mm-hmm. That's Jordan IU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should leave that and play with the captain. Mm, the yeah. Okay, so someone Didier just sent you the comment. Yeah, Andre has the highest goals in the African Cup of Nations for Ghana. Um, Baby Jet Asamwejan only has um eight goals. Dede has ten goals now. So Dede has an argument to start. But I agree with Nad. Maybe we should try something new. So I think that mm-hmm. that sentiment is being echoed all around, like yeah. in, in, in the chat. People feel that IU brothers have outlived their, 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 their usefulness to the team. I, I personally do not agree because even the other day I was watching the game with a friend and I, I was telling her, listen, Jordan, as much as he doesn't score, he still is industrious. He works hard. He's tracking back. Sometimes he's he's being fouled in our own box, giving us a break. I think that guy, even in, even in Crystal Palace, you can't fault him for hard work. He is a workaholic. I saw Kamal Dean play, right? As much skill as the guy has, he doesn't work hard. Kamal Dean doesn't track back. He he doesn't do anything. I've seen the, the guy you're talking about. I've seen Pencil play. All these people, they just stay in their attacking half. They don't track back. And I feel that is why the day gets ahead of um, um jordan gets ahead of these guys jordan tracks back jordan wins the ball jordan is defending set pieces jordan is running up and down sometimes he's in space and he doesn't even get the ball i think when it comes to work rate he stands out i don't know what you think do you still think the work rate is not good enough to keep him in no you know something uh mm-hmm. like as a striker you need to position yourself before you get the ball you understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way he he strike around the our opponent pulls. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. me? It's very bad. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like he feel more relaxed. Like like, like nothing is going on. Mm-hmm. Not like the day the day at mm-hmm. first. The day that mm-hmm. I know at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even he's more stronger. When you cut him mm-hmm. down, he will he will raise up and mm-hmm. I mean get into the ball and take the ball and do his own thing. You mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. me? The day at first. Wow, like but now Jordan, 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 no, 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 Jordan. No, Jordan, but, no. Uh, but Jordan, they, um, Nag, wouldn't you think it's a, it's a, it's just a function of getting old? When you are younger, you are more enthusiastic. You're going into tackles. You don't have enough experience. Now, Dede is playing with experience. Now, the way he moves, he's playing more intelligently. Dede, when he was 19, obviously was running around like a headless chicken. But now, Dede moves with some experience. He has, you know, that's what experience brings. His game has been lifted. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree with that Mm -hmm. at some point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, he's getting old. He's playing with an experience. Fine. Mm -hmm. What of Jordan? You understand? (laughs) 
<laughs> it looks like you are getting for you, one let of them, the you brothers should go. No, me, me maintaining the day is good. You understand me? But the striker, the striker, and sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes selfish. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Mm -hmm. The ball that you need to uh, pass the ball, he doesn't pass. You understand mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's the chance for us to, I mean, I mean, I mean, score. You understand me? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think they, uh, they should, I mean, bench them for, they should start for second half and second, second half. half, 75th minute. Okay. 75th minute or 80th minute. And, and <laughs> let's try the new people. Let's try now, the new people. Now, you, because mm -hmm. we have only, few chance to i mean i mean mm -hmm. qualify uh, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's like 50 50 we can mm -hmm. we we can lose the game when you lose the game we are out, we are out. Understand? Yeah, there's definitely. no hope yeah yeah so let why don't the coach try the new people mm -hmm. and see how the mm -hmm. differences you understand okay. me because playing mm -hmm. with that two bladders again not the uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the, the the make the sentiment among the audience is mixed right uh, but I have two questions for you. You you seem to have had so much hope in this coach. You said he is he's an ex-coach, he's back if he wasn't competent. But this guy waits till like 90th minute when we are losing to make substitutions. Nag, what are you saying about hmm. Milovan's um substitutions? Oh, uh, I was shocked when uh, it turns into uh, it turns like that, but mm -hmm. you know be Aside him being a professional, I think mm -hmm. as a professional, like we have all, we have some flosses. You understand? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. one for uh, his flaws. You understand mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. The reason why I, I, I appreciate him the, that much, uh, like that was saying, like he mm -hmm. changed uh, the uh, uh, Jordan Ayu and fixing the that number ten and. Uh, the, we we win the match, no? like that. That's why I I noticed that this coach is very observ observative. You understand me? Like he observes something. You understand? Me? So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like wow. Like by this time, I think he has. This, I, I must be honest. He he has disappointed us. He has yeah. disappointed. Or not you, changing right? them. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. should make the substitutions a little early. That's what we all yes. we all feel. Like as a coach, after the 60th minute, if things are not working, that's an hour of play. So now you have to change things so that your substitutes can get at least 30 minutes to warm into the game and influence the, the you know the game. And so for that nag, whenever I'm watching this man and he sits there till like 89th minute, Ghana is losing before he sends people on. I always get I'm like, this is Nag's guy. Nag appointed this man and he's not doing the job. <laughs> nag. A few questions in the chat that I want you to pay attention to. So someone said, "You said the day I, the day I knew at first. Someone is asking, do you know the day, or does he know oh, you?" I, I the day, I, the day when I say the day I know at first, I'm talking about the past of playing football. Mm -hmm. You understand? But I think at, the day knows you though. After your video, after your Android <laughs> and you video, I think the day fi finally got to know you. <laughs> this that you were Ellie, trending Ellie, on Twitter Ellie. and I was like, hey. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie, you better stop this. Uh, Ellie, you're you're just going to hell for what you're just writing. This is just bad, man. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh yeah, I think we've addressed most of the questions in the chat, and Nag has given his take, and Nag, you still are with the Black Stars all the way. You still believe the Black 100%. Stars can win this tournament. Um, thousand percent, thousand if percent. If only they drop them, if they drop those two brothers, or they maintain mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. they maintain okay. the day are you and drop okay. uh Jordan, Jordan, mm -hmm. no, no, striking, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If only okay. they, they do that, if they do that, yes, mm -hmm. you will score. Okay, so Nag still has faith in the Black Stars. Let me come back to D. D, yeah. do you still have faith in the Black Stars? Yeah, I still do, but I think. Um, the coach should make changes at the right time because I, I think mm -hmm. the last match mm -hmm. at some point after the day scoring on the second mm -hmm. half, mm -hmm. he was tired and he, sh he should have changed him yeah. on time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm sure there are well did. capable um, mm -hmm. strikers on the bench mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. if he does mm -hmm. those timely changes, mm -hmm. it would go it a long way help. to help the team. So, but me, there, I still have faith in 
Ghana. The Black Stars. Mm-hmm. That, that's wonderful. Guys, it's a good point to wrap up our episode. We have faith in our Black Stars. We believe in them. We're still going to stay supporting them. I am never going to relent on my, my support for the Black Stars. I'm going to support them all the way. And we're hoping that they actually bring some joy to Ghanaians. I think it's long overdue. Like Ghana deserves some happiness. Like we've not been happy at the Afghans for so long. We're still going to cheer our stars on and hopefully they bring back the trophy. This has been the Casa Podcast. Today we talked about the application process and surviving grad school, doing well in grad school. Which is which is was a wonderful conversation. We're also talking about video um, video game streaming. Um, Nag and I are going to start streaming video games because I know Nag is going to be a good video gamer. We're going to start streaming FIFA, and anybody who wants to join the the FIFA streaming band, just let us know in the comment section below. Um, it's been wonderful. I had my advisor, my mentor, and my professor come in and walk us through some of these things. He shared a great tip with statement of purposes with us that I know everybody who joined the stream and everybody watching the video would really appreciate. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. We really appreciate your support and you being here with us. Guys, before you leave, just leave a subscribe here hit that notification bell so that whenever we come on you can join you can enjoy the conversation you can be part of the tribe and again like i said we're always going to do giveaways there's so many giveaways coming i think there's a black star jesse coming the, the very soon if ghana qualifies for the next stage we're going to give away a customized black star jersey and it's going to be hidden somewhere in the videos it's going to be hidden somewhere in the videos douglas i see you I'm going to watch the stream at the end and see who came first. Douglas, I'm definitely going to let you know who got the $250 giveaway. But guys, it's been the Casa Podcast. And from us here at the Tribe, it's... It's a bye. Thank you.